Yourself. Hey everybody, it's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz. With me as always is the Millie Vanilli to my Eminem. Did you Brad say Midley Vanilli? <laughs> Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. Okay, I mean, you can't see right now, but I'm lip syncing. <laughs> <laughs> lip talking. <laughs> and uh, to my left, we're going to say that uh, this gentleman is the... The Mark Wahlberg when he was Marky Mark. Oh, and the Funky Bunch. Eminem. I don't like Nate certain Lops. people. <laughs> you love wearing tidy whities and I, baggy pants. Listen, don't blame him if I look like that when you know when he was wearing those Calvin Klein stuff. Ooh. Looked good. Ooh. He looked good. Ooh. Also, didn't he blind a guy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Didn't like certain people. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that was before Marky Mark or if it was, I think he was during like Marky Mark. Pretty wild, was, when wild was, like when 16 was, or 17 when year old. When he was a teenager, yeah. he did some horrible things and yeah. actually physically hurt somebody for a long term. But he's a very well celebrated actor. We should all just forgive him. Well, mm-hmm. I I don't th- I don't, I'm not sure about that. So we, don't, we, <laughs> we shouldn't forgive him? Well, I don't know. I mean, you're the Mel Gibson fan here. So. <laughs> oh, how dare you. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Go Flix Yourself. Good we're to back. see you. Good to see you guys. Second, a, second episode of the new year. Yeah. we're It's a movie podcast, in yeah. case you didn't know. We yeah. love talking about movies. We talk about the last movies we saw. Uh, we assign movies to each other to watch. We and talk you, about some movie trailers. Well, uh, well, we talk about movie trailers, Brad. That's a great point. And tonight, we didn't. We talked about a, a series. I, I was well, tra- we haven't talked about anything. Well, no, I was tricked. I was tricked. Oh, yeah, because this is the first time we've ever watched a trailer for a yeah, TV series. This is a TV. Podcast. No, but normally you tell me, that, uh, like, hey, no, but, uh, this is how this relates to a movie, and that's why uh, Normally you tell me if we're watching a TV series trailer uh, instead of a movie trailer, but, but this time you, you pulled the rug off from under me, and I didn't know there was a trailer. Is this a terrible Eric Cartman? <laughs> no, it's a great Ben Conowitz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sound like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Nate, was it accurate? It was very good. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> well, you love it. What's the stupid? It's spot? been so cold here. <laughs> it is. I don't know, I know where you guys it. are, but it is like negative. It's it, the four hundred and fifty degrees. The wind here. chill in Northwest Indiana, where we record, is tonight as we are recording negative twenty five. You mm-hmm. said because I saw you, Ben. Of course, I don't know if you know this. Ben's uniform uh, for everyday life is a t shirt and shorts. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it is negative forty, and you're still wearing a t shirt and shorts outside. I did wear. I went to the arcade. Uh, I own an arcade with my partner Ryan Hart. He's great. Your life partner and my life partner. Um, so I went to the arcade tonight, checking out a couple things, play some pinball, and I wore a black t shirt, shorts, and flip flops, and it was <laughs> negative 25 out. Yeah, and so now I will clarify but your, your nose, your nostrils literally froze while you're talking. You, yeah, to me. It, it was a very weird um sensation, but I will tell you, uh, if, you, if you're listening, uh, maybe Mitch. And you've never experienced negative twenty-five. Here's a couple things that happen immediately. You walk outside, uh, and your extremities start to get uh, feel pain within about thirty seconds. So you really can only be outside exposed uh, for about thirty seconds before things really start to hurt. But also, uh, when you get back inside and warm up, let's say you walk into a very warm, everything then hurts tremendously it, more. It still hurts. Yeah, you need it to be a very you know easy transition. But no, I I've always worn you know I'm a I'm a I'm a space heater of a person. And he rarely man. wears jeans. Do you know what also happens? I noticed when it is negative twenty five out, your nipples got really hard. Well, his uh, nipples are almost I always hard. Like, they are room yeah. temperature. My nipples get pretty hard because you know what? They're sensitive. They are. It's, I'm, it's, I'm a sensitive. Boy. I'm not gonna lie. His nipples it's one of my go, favorite things about you. They go from being able to cut glass to being able to cut diamonds. It's true. Right now, I, I just reached. They're uh-huh. hard. They yeah. are hard of right course, now. Of course they are. Because right I'm here. 
Well, yeah, it's because I'm I'm recording the show. My favorite part of the week. That's <laughs> no, because the basement's like a fucking igloo. Okay, yeah. calm hey, down. This is not a basement. This is our studio. This is our okay. podcast studio. Right? In, in, in a basement. basement. This, is a, this is a real you. podcast. This is a you real podcast. Come up to your goddamn studio. <laughs> you shit on it all the time. I we built this for the show, and you you constantly do. If, if this was a basement, would we have an Airbud poster up there? No, this is a freaking studio. Yeah. What's behind you, Nate? Yeah, it's a curtain. <laughs> no, it's a curtain. What it's kind a, of curtain? A studio curtain. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's a, what's your dumb fucking sponsor? Do we have a sponsor or are we out yeah, of sponsors? Are we out of sponsors? Are we out of sponsors? Are you kidding me? There's fucking new snacks every day. If you if you know this, that's because you follow Brad's Junk on Instagram. That's at look at Brad's Junk <laughs> oh my on Instagram. God. And you know... You know, By the way, it is amazing how many people you have that follow that. Yeah, it is wow. ridiculous. How many followers do you have right now? Uh, I just passed fourteen point three thousand. It's ridiculous. I don't, that I, is... I don't. I don't love the point three there. That's so. That's how Instagram does it. No, no, you... no. I, I, I like you. Can, you can just say, you know, hey, about about fourteen. Like that means that you logged in before you got here. It is. You check that. You check that. Don't you? Yeah. I like, got. I got to keep track of my followers, baby. But, but what? My followers, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, no, it's like Christopher Walken almost. I gotta um, keep track of my followers, baby. You know, you gotta watch <laughs> on Instagram because the snacks are top that's, notch. That's not. Uh, that's not bad. That's not that's bad. Not, no, that's two years. Not. Two years. Two years. Right now. Do it fast. <laughs> hey, having a good time. Oh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, way better. Good job. So, so much better. Than Brad, you're um, working it as you go, aren't you? You're I, trying, I was like trying yeah, you didn't even remember what Christopher Walken sounds <laughs> no, like. I really don't. Yeah, fucking asshole. I'm, I'm walking here. Uh, that's what? <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's like this. typical New York. Hey, uh, audition like you're going to be in a New York play. That's his favorite. That's hey, his favorite I'm walking here. Right. That's what I says. Oh, he comes into a room. He's like, hey, I'm Christopher hey, Walken uh, here. Hey, uh, <laughs> there's dices here. <laughs> Little Miss Muffin. Oh, <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway, uh, what is the the, uh, you know, tremendous sponsor that we have the the person that wrote the check is Ben. Let me ask you something. Oh. <laughs> Nate never tires of the joke. I have been tired. <laughs> I, Brad, let me just tell you, I, I I'm not. I'm no longer from now on. I'm never going to make fun of this. This, this little stupid <laughs> uh, this setup. Time. I'm not going to do it. I will just let you know that just from me to you, Nate. I've been tired of this. <laughs> Since 2014, maybe 20, like for like years, it's been. I don't exhausting. think we've been doing the podcast since 2014. No, it's been. No. I don't care. It's been exhausting since you've done it the first time, uh, very first time. Uh, let me tell you about a memory, and I'm like, okay. Hey Ben, let me ask you something. And honestly, it's like I hope this bit doesn't doesn't stick. And here we are, 201 episodes later, and fucking there it is again. You can't come up with any other way to be like mm, lazy. Ben. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's your relationship like? Who is, this, who is this for? What's your relationship like? At this like? point, though, who is this for? The, the, the six people that actually like you that listen to Alex Pappas, Mitch, for fun, some fucking reason loves you, and like, you know, John Cessna and, and Charlie. And maybe Luke. I don't even, I got to ask Luke if he likes this. Mike Flores, maybe. Who is this for? Um, what's your relationship like with Hello Kitty? Mm, I don't <laughs> have one currently. Why? What happened? Why? Really? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't used to have one. <laughs> what do you mean? Did you guys have like a falling out? Yeah, or? like who did did she hurt you? Did Such she, a false Did you <laughs> cheat on Hello Kitty? What happened? I said goodbye, Kitty. Ah, uh, well nah. yeah, sometimes you just gotta know your boundaries. What are you doing? Well, you know what's what's funny is that don't look over here. <laughs> 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 
literally You're looking talking. at you. You're talking. We look at you. <laughs> yeah, but he, he wasn't looking at me. He was looking at the, ba- the bag. Uh, ladies and uh, gentlemen, here's a, here's a little inside baseball. <laughs> Brad comes over to the house. We we, 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 we we talk a little bit before the show. We catch up as most, friends. Most times, I mean this, most times, like 90% of the time, he leaves the sponsor out on the table. <laughs> and as I'm just walking by, he goes, hey. Don't look at that. <laughs> Keep it in your fucking bag if you don't. Want me to I don't bring a bag. You over. leave it on the table and you, I know, but hey, you don't look at you, it. You put it in the most obvious spot and you're, yeah, you're right. mad at us for looking at it that you left right in front of us. You like, know, like, you don't have look, to look at everything. Like label facing out. You're like, <laughs> he, he, it's almost like he's trying to get us to look and then he gets mad. at And us then he gets really table. mad. Yeah. Don't look at it. <laughs> but but literally, I looked at you and you were mad at me. For yeah, no, you were looking at the bag. I saw your eyes. But you're talking. My about eyes it are up here, right Nate. Now. My eyes are up here. Stop looking at but my. But you snack were getting sack. ready to talk about it. I thought that that was okay at that point. You're talking about the sponsor to look at the sponsor. It doesn't matter. You're gonna see. Hey, it when Nate, I put what it time in are we at? Is it an hour? <laughs> okay. So what's really fun about this actually is that no, I'm not. I'm fun. This is the third episode in a row where I have brought goldfish. A, yeah. Exactly. I can see the package. Yeah, you can see. The, yeah, everyone knows Goldfish package when you see it. You, you spot it from a mile away. It's like seeing a Pringles can. You know what that is. Have you guys ever tried the ketchup Pringles? Uh, you know. Yeah, we, we know. You know. They're so good. All right, anyway, it's a new new Goldfish. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, don't look at the flavor on the front. Just know that it is a f- new flavor, and we're going to try them out here. Grab No, just grab the bag. The front is facing me, so... No, look at the front of the bag. Just give Nate some goldfish snackaroos and don't look at the front of the bag. Mmm. 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 Fuck. Can I eat them yet? Yeah, these are real fucking like, good. Like graham crackers? Mmm. Don't, don't mm. chew mm. the mic. Mm. These, are, these are good. These don't, are real good. Don't chew in the mic. Mm, you're good. I'm sorry, guys. He does this and I can't. Hey, I don't think you tried them yet, did you? They did. I had three. They did. Graham crackers. Wow, these are great. Yeah, these are these are. I'm not used to the non-cheese goldfish, um, but these are very good. That's one of my favorite things actually. I've gotten in a while. These actually, you know what they taste like? Hmm. Um, they're like graham crackers with crunch berries on them. You're at 100 yeah, percent right, and I wouldn't yes. be surprised if that's probably my, partially how they got the flavor. These are strawberry shortcake goldfish. It's a new flavor for some reason. Hello Kitty is the sponsor behind them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get the Hello Kitty part. I don't know if maybe there's like a, a famous strawberry shortcake link to Hello Kitty or what. Um, but I believe that these are out right now because it's like Valentine's Day theme because it's a red bag and whatnot. So it's oops all goldfish. I would love to have oops all goldfish. That's just normal. Pour some milk on them. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, these are really fucking good. No, actually, those are really good. Yeah, these are these are fantastic. But I love Nate, it. you're right; they they do taste like the af- the um the aftertaste is crunch berries. Mm-hmm. It'd be like if you it's sp- it's, it's, it's graham cracker forward. My <laughs> and then it, le- it leaves you with a residual of a cranberry. If you, if you sprinkled, my mouth isn't bleeding though, so yeah, it's not- the top of my roof is intact. <laughs> if you sprinkled crunchberry dust on graham crackers, this this is what you. I really like that. That was a good snack. You haven't brought a bad snack in a long time. Oh, that's good. I'm don't glad. don't why. I know, but sometimes it's gonna be like, like it's gonna be like oh uh, here's you know, puke flavored nachos. <laughs> the the, pickle, bra- the pickle, Brax people are at it some again. Pickle gummies. Yeah. Ugh. I would never bring pickle gummies. Hey Brad. Yeah. What's the last movie you saw, buddy? Hey Brad. Yeah. Hey Brad. Um, hey, <laughs> Brad. Brad. Yeah. What's the last movie you saw, buddy? Uh, the last movie I saw was uh, Heartburn, which is a 1986 movie directed by Mike Nichols, uh, who also directed The Graduate, um, and uh, it's written by Nora Ephron based on the novel that she wrote, Nora Ephron being the writer of When Harry Met Sally and Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail, the latter of two, which she also directed. And, and she's written a lot of... Uh, Romantic comedies. Yeah, yes. and like novels Famously. too, right? Like Yes, yeah, very very famous writer. Rom-com, oh my God. I'm just now 
<laughs> Holy shit. Are you serious? That's no, he's not serious. Fucking crazy. You I I, I don't know if you're joking. Oh, he's joking. Oh my god. He's an okay. idiot. Rom wow. com. Yeah. What the fuck? That's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> What the fuck? Wait, that wait. that's awesome. I love. We wait took two long learns, words uh, and shorten them. In, wait until he learns word. about sci-fi. What do you mean? I don't know. Oh my it. god! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Uh, so it stars Meryl Streep and Jack Nicholson, uh, and it's the story of how these two people will fall in love and get married and have kids and whatnot. Uh, but it, it's a very uh, grounded down to earth kind of practical approach to it it doesn't have the same romantic comedy feel necessarily that her other mother movies do which is partially why i think it ended up getting uh fairly panned by by critics um the interesting thing is is the book that she wrote uh that the story is is it's actually inspired by the relationship that she had with carl bernstein uh one half of woodward and bernstein the two reporters who cracked the deep throat uh story about nixon and all and that's depicted in all the president's men she was married to carl bernstein for a while uh he cheated on her while she was pregnant with their second kid uh, and this oh, movie that's a great guy <laughs> this movie follows uh that, that trajectory and so um it's 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 a little bit more of like a I, I, it's it's just not as upbeat you know or as like uh, fun or, or funny as other movies and I wonder if that's kind of why people didn't dig it as much Is it, you know signing up for one thing getting yeah another? but the the performances are, are really good at Meryl Streep of course you can't go wrong with Meryl Streep uh, Jack Nicholson is is good in it as well um, but yeah it's Stucker Channing's in it she I has, like Stucker Channing yeah she's very good uh, Rizzo um and so she, yeah it's uh i i was kind of surprised um because i didn't realize that it was a nora efren uh script when i was watching and i looked it up i was like oh yeah that uh and i it's it just feels a little bit more subdued uh and it's honestly i, I wonder if that's kind of like what attracted mike nichols to it is it's kind of you it's it's the kind of romantic comedy that you would expect a director like mike nichols how you would expect him to tell a romantic comedy uh talk a little bit about mike nichols and what else he's done that like maybe listeners would yeah know. so i mean the most famous thing that he did was the graduate obviously yeah. and that's you know uh, like a that was a super uh that was an oscar winner and it's kind of like one of the definitive uh movies of that generation he also did another one of my favorite films from the 90s the birdcage yes the birdcage is also a fantastic movie um but yeah he's he's a, was a very uh very famous director and he also has a history in in improv too he was um part of a famous duo uh, mike nichols and elaine may were very famous oh nichols and may i didn't yeah. know that was I it's mike nichols know that yeah okay uh, uh in this film though brad in heartburn there is a one of ben's favorite actors oh yes about him all the time makes I was, his debut in this i i was Were surprised there? I, yeah i saw yeah. it and i was i was like oh but i'm gonna like i can't wait to tell ben uh, who is it ben one of my favorite actors of all time uh-huh yeah is it um emil hirsch no is it jai courtney no no <laughs> jai courtney <laughs> sam worthington no these are all great, boring choices, though. No, those are the people I hate. Oh, so no, I, no, I no, no, this is somebody you genuinely love. Oh. You talk about them all the time. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You might, I would say you probably admire his lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of the things where you're like on your on your vision board in your bedroom. I've seen his picture up there. Yeah. Tyler Perry? <laughs> uh, Kevin Spacey! <laughs> Such an asshole. Uh, yeah, no, I, I actually looked it up because he does have a, a small role in this. It's his and I was debut. Yeah, yeah, it was his very first role. Um, Which is interesting because uh, I, I see wait, here. Real question: Whatever happened to Kevin Spacey? <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. Okay, well you know <laughs> Natasha Leone's in fourth this season as well. of, of uh, House of Cards right now. She's uh, doing really good. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. She plays a baby. No, she's, she's not. Rachel's niece. Rachel's niece. 
Yeah, they, she's in a very, very small role. Is she a baby? Yeah, she must have been like I mean, four years old. So yeah, this it, film was made in 1986, and she was born in 1979. 1979. So yeah. yeah, she was probably seven. Five or six. six seven. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like where... Hey, did you... Uh, Meryl Streep's daughter, uh, Mamie Gummer's in her as well. There, yeah, her daughter plays her daughter. Is there a child actress that goes like, hey, I'm from, I'm walking here. <laughs> there, there was a, fa- a little young girl who was smoking a cigarette. Yes, yeah, so, of course. Perfect. Uh, but no, yeah, I didn't even I didn't even clock her. So like, she must not be like... Super I'll, I'll see if I can find a picture of her in the film because maybe... You, but I, it sounds like it's a it's at the bottom of wow, the Wow, Brad, list, I can't so. believe you didn't clock um, a bet, seven-year-old I Natasha <laughs> That you would know that it was her. I, I thought you were in the industry. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those things where like it's a background role where you don't see her like oh i'm sure for example very the kid role. who plays averman in the mighty ducks movies is in home alone but uh, yeah he's the he's in uh he's the isn't he the kid that goes through uh, the the trucks no the, the van no that's a different that's a different actor oh, no he uh, he he plays uh one of the kids who's in paris when their family's in ah. paris he's in the background and you can see him briefly and there was apparently a scene where he actually did have a speaking part but it got cut but he's still there in in the background lingering. he just kept bringing up mighty ducks that's why he hadn't done Mighty Ducks yet, I don't think. Both in nine. Oh, you're right. Home Load 90. Yeah. Mighty Ducks, Ducks was 92, I think. 92, 92. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, what else did you watch? Uh, I also uh, rewatched The Holdovers. Uh, oh. My mom hadn't seen it, and she Such wanted to watch it. Such a good film. Yeah. Is it, does it? Is it even better? Does on the it second hold or third? over? No, is it even better on the second or third watch? Fuck you! Come on! I I honestly do think that I I liked it better uh, the second time. Not that I didn't already love it the first time because it's, it was one of my favorite movies of the year. It was top ten, but I just it was able to I was able to absorb it a lot more and just to appreciate a lot more about it. Sometimes I I don't know if they if the studios are paying somebody on on X or Twitter to you know get it in my algorithm because it's it's constantly in my algorithm for some reason the holdovers was I think um, it, I think partially it's because they are promoting you know and that yeah kind of thing. and so it'd be on the side you know yeah, it's trending um, but oftentimes when I see those things it's because a, a film's not gonna do very well <laughs> and they're trying to but this this are, this was worth everything yeah. I thought every and good, it's getting it's getting a lot of awards attention yep, right now too it so should. I'm sure that's why it's a big part of it but yeah I rewatched I rewatched the holdovers and uh, yeah it definitely definitely holds up is that it? No, I saw I did a a, a, a double feature in theaters uh, pretty much right after we recorded the previous episode because I was still doing some uh, catch up for like my proper year end. So, what did you like better, Barbie or Oppenheimer? <laughs> uh, I saw American Fiction, uh, which is a new movie with Jeffrey Wright in the lead. People love this film. It's uh, it is fantastic, and it's it's very much like people are saying. People, <laughs> people, are, saying. people are saying. It's it's almost like if Jeffrey Wright was like in a Paul Giamatti esque role. That's kind of the character he plays in a way. Uh, he plays an, an author um, who he's not really like selling stuff very well, uh, and he's very frustrated by the state of black literature, especially because there's a popular book that's uh, being sold by an author played by Issa Rae, and he's sick of the idea that black books, black stories and whatnot always constantly seem to have to tap in into the poverty and the drugs mm. and the crime and all stuff and he's really frustrated about it and so as like an act of like okay well you know fuck you he writes this like totally bullshit like novel that's like in the same style with like poor grammar and like about this guy who's like a thug and everything and of course uh, wins immediately gets a book deal like every, <laughs> everyone wants to buy it and, and publish it and make it a movie deal and all that and he's just like God fucking damn. hell uh, so it's very very funny there's there's some sharp satire in it Jeffrey Wright is fantastic in it I mean everybody in this movie I feel is like really Jeffrey good. Wright I, I really love it, it. out on limb Jeffrey Wright can do no wrong well, I, but what I love about Jeffrey Wright is he hasn't had a ton of like vehicles where he is the main guy. No, not at all. 
and he, he's older. He was born in 1965. But I, I love how his career has just kind of simmered up, right? A slow rise he, honestly, up he, and, he has and well-deserved, well-deserved. Kind of a similar trajectory to that of Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Jeffrey Wright has maybe had uh, um, more note for less period of time because I think only maybe in like the past decade is maybe when Jeffrey Wright has kind of ris- risen up and like people know his name. I mean, I, he was. I first saw him in Westworld. That's where I yep, was same here. exposed to him. He was in Game Night as like a like a third detective there, right? The movie I talked about last yeah. last he's week. The, he's the guy, he's the guy who is supposed to be the fake detective who like is introducing the yes. game. Yeah, yeah. And so but he but he, he comes in like three fourths through the film. Yeah, yeah has, now, a, and has a very small role. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's the level of roles in and 2018 was, he was getting. So Game Night was what 2018. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that that's a pretty big resurgence. And now he's Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. But yeah, uh, if, you, yeah, if you can see American Fiction, I, I believe it's wide in theaters now. It should, it should be everywhere. Uh, very funny. Also has a great uh, emotional core to it as well. It's uh, honest, the, the best thing about it is all the characters feel so rich and like you love all the characters in the movie despite their flaws. Uh, Sterling K. Brown is also in it. He's, he, he gives a, a particularly understated performance that is that is fantastic. But uh, yeah, loved it. Very good. Please go out of your way to see uh, it. The director of that, Cord Jefferson? Yes, he's a newcomer. I was going to say, he's a newcomer. Huh? Yeah, this is his first movie. First it's, name is Cord? Cord. Good for him. But good for him. I mean, right, first movie. No, I, mean, I mean, he's done things in that Hollywood, name, but... Cord. It's <laughs> um, a very strange amazing. and good for wonderful him. name. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I saw was The Zone of Interest, uh, which is the latest movie from Jonathan Glazer, uh, who's done some peculiar stuff. Uh, the one that you might have heard of is Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, very strange sci-fi thriller. Um, but uh, this movie knocked me on my ass. Uh, it, like, just totally threw me for a loop because it is a tough watch. Uh, it is haunting. Uh, the movie is about uh, a German family uh, who live in a house. Uh, the father is a the commandant for the Nazis and the house is situated right next to Auschwitz. Uh, and when I say right next to Auschwitz, I mean the wall that separates their garden from Auschwitz is the only thing that separates their house from, from Auschwitz. And so it follows this German family and the, the, the thing that is just so... It's like a real story. Yeah, it's, a, it's based on a true story, um, and it's the the thing that is so just just hard hitting about it, it. And this happens all throughout the entire movie too, is the way that they just so nonchalantly and with so much with such mundane uh, depiction show this family just living their life like a normal family like if like like if, it, if this were just like a family drama and you were following them doing whatever and there's this there's the fucking you just hear like screams no literally, literally oh my God. throughout the entire movie you'll hear screams you'll hear you'll hear muffled gunshots uh you'll hear you'll um the you, you see the glow of the the fire burning because of the the ovens in the gas chambers Jesus. and everything and it's this it's the, the entire movie it's just like all underlying right there while it's focusing on this family and it's just so cold and like it, 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 it takes like the, the, the heinousness and the evil that there is there to another level by having such a normal family just it's living an, an insane just yeah just just unbelievable uh it's it's so well done though i, I I'll, I'll never watch it again probably <laughs> that's uh, fair that's fair but but yeah man it's just i was just like so feel good movie of the year yeah and there's there's a great ending to it too i, I won't spoil it uh because it's like you won't expect like what happened it's, it's like it's not like it's a twist or anything like that well the nazis lose <laughs> but it's just it's something that's that it, it's done that jonathan glazer chose to do 
uh, and like this the juxtaposition of, of certain imagery and things like that it's just yeah it was it was stellar um it it shot right onto my my top 10 list after wow. i saw it um but yeah just what's just that called again the zone of interest Oof. Tough and that's uh, I think I haven't even heard of this. Yeah, it's it's just now getting a limited release. Uh, and where then, did you hear about this? I mean, obviously you do what it, you do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been it had been getting awards buzz, and I gotcha. heard I heard that it was very good. Uh, thankfully, it was one of those movies where like I was able to stay in the dark about it quite a bit. Where I I, I knew that it had something to do with Nazis, but I didn't really know what like, the plot or anything like that. Um, and honestly, like the, the movie doesn't even really have like a plot per se. Like it's that's the thing is like you're just watching like this family like their, their life yeah. un- unfold. With the backdrop being something yeah, so exactly. horrific, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah. It's, it's a just a. Did you have to pause it at all? Was it that tough to watch? Where it was like I saw it in theater. Oh, gotcha. So, so they, did you pause they, it at all? They or? wouldn't let me. You tried. I, that. I asked. I you said, raise your hand. Hey, can I pause this? Did you raise your hand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but not at an angle. Right. <laughs> Dumb joke. Uh, so yeah, zone of interest. Uh, don't don't see check it, it out. No, yeah, but yeah. Take my word for it. Like vote for it for all the awards. But like you don't need to see it. Just know that it's amazing. No, it's uh, yeah, it's That's very very powerful. Good. I'm sure. Very very good. Is that? That's uh, and that. What was it? Wait, you said double feature, right? Yeah, it's American fiction. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also, I also watched some TV. Nope. Nope. Where'd you watch? Thanks, no, 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 no. We, we're like, already over. We're already over. I like, already over. I like television. Over what? I'm over you. That's we're for over sure. Over time. We're at an hour and ten right well, now. Well, guess what? The two shows I watched are actually tied to movies. So okay. middle it, fingers in the air. Just don't care. Not at me though. At him. Yeah, of course. Love you, Nate. I watched so many movies, and guess what? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say what I watched. I watched Marvel's Echo. How is that? I haven't watched it yet. It is surprisingly very good. Because the last couple they've done have not been great. It's surprisingly very good. It doesn't quite feel. I like her. I don't know her at all, but I like yeah. her. It doesn't quite feel like a necessary piece of storytelling, and that's partially the point because it's the first series in what Marvel is calling their Marvel Spotlight series, and they're they're going to use that label for shows where you don't need to have seen a bunch of stuff in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can kind of just watch it and not really need to understand. This one, it feels a little bit muddled at first because the first episode, they have to do some recapping since the character- From the Hawkeye Yeah, debuted in Hawkeye. Which I didn't dislike Hawkeye. Yeah, and they, they do a pretty decent job of like giving you an idea of who the character is because the whole first episode basically provides her origin- shows some of the Hawkeye stuff, fills in the gaps, and then like expands into like the story that ties to her family and also her uh, Choctaw Nation origins because she's the character is uh, of the, the, the Choctaw people. And that's actually the, one of the best things about the story and makes the enhances the character who's in the comics because uh, they make her, her, um, her Choctaw background such an integral part of the character and the family dynamic that she has that like that's what makes the story mm-hmm. really shine and so it's only five episodes um and what they the way that the narrative is structured especially the first three episodes uh the way it lays out it's done in a really clever way where once you get to the final episode and it ties certain things together it's really well done and i was i can't uh, wait to see it yeah, yeah. it was it was a lot of, i think you'll end up you'll you would like it a lot if, if you watch it so I will. yeah i think it's worth seeing and then i watched uh ted which is the new Peacock series that is the I watched the first episode of that prequel adaptation of the Ted movies that Seth MacFarlane did. Yeah, it was funny. What did you think? You liked it? I did. I yeah. thought it was really funny. It is. Um, the episodes are a little long. It's, it's sitcom-y, right? Yeah. Um, they it's, do a good job of translating into sitcom. It's like a contemporary, edgy version of a 90s sitcom yep. in a way. Uh, yep. No no laugh track. It's single camera, so it feels just like the movie. But it's a prequel series, so it's set, followed Michael Wahlberg's character when he's a teenager, and he's obviously friends with Ted. Uh, and they go, they go to high school together, and they discover weed, and it has all the hallmarks that you would expect of Seth MacFarlane to have. Um, it has a little more heart than I was expecting. I, I, did, I thought. 
episode too. Yeah, uh, and and, and, and you'll find in, even in later episodes if you keep mm-hmm. watching too. Uh, Alana Yubak is especially great as the mom. Yeah. Uh, she's she's doing this thing where she's putting on a voice, but it's not cartoonish enough to be like silly, but it still gives her like a funny character dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Grimes, on the other hand, really got on my nerves because he's always fucking yelling. I, I, I <laughs> when I saw that first episode, I'm like, I know that character, I know that actor, but I can't figure out who it was. I had to look it up. Like Scott Grimes has gotten old. Yeah, he has. <laughs> um, and he like, I get what they're doing here because. They kind of want to give him uh, uh, a Carol Connor vibe, where where he's like supposed to be that angry dad, but it just gets grating after a while because there doesn't feel like there's any dynamic. Also, Scott Grimes is an incredibly talented voice actor. Yes, but if he picks a voice that is grating and and goes with it as the character, like that can get. It's not even the voice that's grating. It's it's the fact that he's always volume. Yes, he he's almost ninety percent of his dialogue. He he's yelling like, "Oh my god, I'm just a fucking Boston father." Uh, and it just gets old real, real fast. And he doesn't have anything endearing about him, like the Al Bundys of this world either. Like it, from the first episode or two that I watched, it just, yeah. there was nothing there that made you like him. What is either. this? What streaming services is it's on? It's on Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, Peacock. But uh, I, I Peacock. but it's it is it's very funny. I, I think it's worth watching. I, I was yeah, I, I was it, thoroughly yeah. entertained by it. There's, there's it. a lot of really just laugh out loud moments. Uh, like, and I I did even though it has Seth MacFarlane's hallmarks. I, I feel like he kind of restrained himself because Ted... Is he the showrunner of this or no? He uh, he was executive producer, director, and writer of, okay. of every episode. Okay. So, this is his. Vehicle, yeah, it, it's totally his. Um, and he... I feel like he kind of restrained himself because Ted had a little too many family guy-esque elements. Yeah. And I think here he kind of... He, he tried to keep it more contained to like a proper sitcom as opposed yep. to doing some of his family guy jokes. And there's, there's little hints of it here and there, but it's not quite as overwhelming as it was in the Ted movies, I think. Um, but Ted, Ted's hilarious. I also thought Ted looked good, like the digital. Like, Man, he rem- looks surprisingly yep. good. I like, thought so too. Stellar. There was never a shot where I was like, "Oh, this is a cheap TV version of Ted." He yep. looks great throughout the entire series. It was yeah, does I was that, very impressed. Does that speak to the fact that the the movies came out years ago, and so uh, the 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 CGI has changed so much that it's cheaper to do it even better than it was back then. Probably, right? probably. It's probably cost less to do it. Yeah, I'm sure they have advanced yeah. technology. Yeah. yeah. So, I think so. so Brad says AIA is good. Okay. And that's it. That's all I saw. Nate, how about you, buddy? I don't know if we have time to talk about what we talked Again, about. Again, uh, it's just I'm, I'm, I'm. We're gonna skip me tonight. It's fine. <laughs> Brad had to talk about two TV shows, so uh, I watched five movies, and I really won't talk about any of them. But Nate, what did you? All say? right. The uh, first thing I saw was a documentary on uh, the Netflix. Can I just say something real quick? <laughs> just, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you, Nate, because I do respect you and your time. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just interrupt you real quick. So when you say what you watched, I'll go thumbs up, thumbs down, and you'll say one of the, and we'll move on. Okay. And that's how we'll gain the time yeah, back. Yeah, you know what? That we lost. Yeah, because if, if there's one thing that's super entertaining on a podcast, uh, first of all, it's hand signals. <laughs> no, uh, and also, and also, <laughs> say those. Also, words. cutting down on the talking. Cut down on the talking. Well, we're already we're, over time, and you chose to. Talk you don't about even two know TV what time we're at. We're Fifty-seven minutes. Nate, what time are we at? Uh, thirty minutes. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So way over. Hey, fuck you! And what? I bet you two of the movies you watched are probably fucking uh, bandits and farts and uh, predator versus nuts. <laughs> bandits and farts. Oh, you low do- key <laughs> one of the best films of the year. And I'm gonna tell you why. Well, I was gonna tell you why. And now what? Can't talk about. It? Okay. Hey, cool. By the way, predator what versus, versus nuts? nuts? He would watch that in a heartbeat. I know he would. I will bet you's already seen it. I wrote it. <laughs> and the thing is it's just Ben using a Predator action figure and just hitting his fucking ball sack and posting it on TikTok I do do that do do 
Under Nate, what did you watch? A documentary? Under the pseudonym. I did watch a documentary on the Netflix. Gotta uh, finish this joke. Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's no, too, no, no, no. It's your time. Who's going to be? No, say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Benarder. That's it? That was it. That was it. And that's why I wanted to just skip Nate, over it. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> back, the live report was bad. Back to you. Uh, from the studio, back to me. All right. Back to you. Uh, I watched a documentary that came out uh, in 2023, if you guys remember, uh, a biographical documentary film uh, called American Symphony. Have you seen this? American Symphony? Yep. No, um, I haven't seen this. So this is a, a film uh, about a year in the life of John Batista. Uh, oh, okay. Um, who is the musician. Most people know him as a musician that led the uh, Stephen Colbert. Uh, Still does, I think, right? No, he, no he's, he's done. Who is it now? Um, it's one of his guys and oh. uh, his band, but he is he, he's actually gotten quite a bit of success. He's I didn't touring. realize he left. Yep, he did leave. Um, and so what, what it ends up, though, so the documentary sets out to follow him in a year in the life kind of um as as i'm a big fan of musical documentaries i mm-hmm. like uh, one of my favorite documentaries was down on the food fighters and it just kind of shows them through taylor hawkins um uh, drug addiction and stuff like that and how much they care about each each other what's, obviously what's that food fighters that. documentary called i haven't seen it. I, I don't know but i'll tell you afterwards i i'd have it's to look called it. i don't know what the name thought. is um, but it's it's really good. It's a great I'll, title. Come I'll on, it it's a good title. <laughs> you like, Brad was so mad, and he looked at me like I'm not gonna give you this. <laughs> it's 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 better than Benedict. Yeah, it's way better. <laughs> okay, you know, why do you, why do you bring up my failures when we can just focus <laughs> on my successes? The problem, the biggest problem is that Benedict sounds like you like that's what you would do for like a, a campaign for Congress. I, I I made it up really quickly. Okay. They all can't be winners, but sometimes don't we fucking know? Come it. up with like. F- all right, f- so f- so uh, uh, so the um, I I. Th- I believe that the Foo Fighters documentary is the one from 2000, and uh, it might be Sound City, but I don't think it is Sound City. No, Sound City, um, Sound City isn't about Foo Fighters. Yeah, I I've think seen that. It's great though. It's um, my uh, heroes. It might be. I'll find Just it. Shut the fuck up. That was not bad either. Um, it oh, it's uh, it Foo Fighters. You know, Foo Fighters back and forth. Um, oh, okay. It's it's really really good. Though. Yeah, I have to check that out because I, um, I love Foo Fighters and I, I didn't know there was a full documentary. Yeah, um, yeah. And so it follows him on tour. Um, uh, Taylor Hawkins at this time has a relapse. He gets put in the hospital, and and so actually when Taylor Hawkins died, this was the thing I thought about most was yeah. this has been a a battle and a, a part of this band's history for a long time, and I have to imagine it hurt them deeply yeah, because uh, Dave Grohl particularly. Yeah felt that deeply in 2011 when this documentary was made but this one um again so it, it, it's a it's gonna follow him in a year of the life and what happens is his long-term partner um uh, who is an author herself uh, i'm gonna butcher her name but it's suleika jawad i think is her last name um and she gets leukemia and Ooh. so um, it is about their their story, about their love story, about how they're dealing with it. And I don't know if you know anything about John Batista, but uh, he, he is a – I put him almost at the level of Mr. Rogers. Um, he is as glowing and encouraging and as kind as anybody I've ever seen. And when anybody at that level of kindness and, I think, optimism goes through darkness, 
um, as as leukemia is. It, it is just an interesting juxtaposition. It is a beautiful documentary. I would recommend this to anybody that is on Netflix. It's called American Symphony. You may cry as I did. If not, you you will probably feel things. Um, but it, it's really good. Um, <laughs> I had heard about this, but yeah, I um, I know John Batiste. It's one of some awards, even like it is. It is very good. I know. Obviously, I know from the Colbert show as well. But he also was one of the composers for uh, Pixar Soul as well. Yeah, great, great, yeah, uh, great score. He, he is he is a savant. I kid you not. He is so stinking talented. And his 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 wife. I think is his wife now. Um, is as well. Um, but navigating this illness, she. So interesting fact about this, and I won't get too deep into their story, but they met at band camp in high school. Um, huh. so just really interesting, and um. So what was a documentary set off to do a year in the life was still a year in the life, but it really, really yeah. took a turn. Maybe like um, the worst year. Yeah. Um, and so, but like John says things that are just almost, I don't use this word lightly, but like almost prophetic. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It is wise. It is, it is so good. Um, We're definitely not getting any Benedictors from John Batiste. Nope, probably not. Not a lot of those. Um, but you know, you gotta have, you gotta have the salt and the pepper. Not all on my level, Brad. <laughs> Another film I was assigned was a, a film um, called. Well, uh, wait, wait, real quick, um, notice that you said a lot of you had a lot of praise for him. Uh, said that one of the most generous, giving people you've ever met, and somehow I was left off that list. Well, well, you're, you're you're on that list, but, you also, are. but also he didn't like list anybody else. He just mentioned that John Batiste was one of them. Yeah, like he's just kind and like, yeah. like he just seems. Well, yeah, it was a list of one. Yeah, I, I just. But he didn't say, "Hey, here's not a li- the final list." Yeah, it's like, he didn't, he didn't say, "Hey, here's a list of ten people who I think are the most generous," and then like leave like, you off of could've, it. Could have been like, a list this guy two. is on the list of however many people, but I will put him on the list. Yeah. Like, all right, well, you know, what? I feel like there's a lot of vulnerability coming out right now. What what happened? Yeah, do you like what did I do? I guess, what did I say? You, yeah, like, like are you just like desperate for praise right now? No. What happened? Did somebody say something to you? I'll kill him. The, the, who did it? Who the, did it? Better joke. Just, it didn't land. Okay, but okay, I'm, but I'm allowed it one. Wasn't, it wasn't but, bad. You know, it's but yeah, he bringing it up like this is the thing now. Like, let's call the, t- the title of the episode going to be better. Terrible. Like, fucking don't do that. You bet your ass it's going to be the title oh, of this episode. That's not what I meant. God damn it. That's not what I fucking meant. <laughs> All right. The other film I watched, I was assigned by my friend Brad Omen. Hold on. What? Yeah, wait. We, 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 oh, get a, oh, no, no. we got some... Uh, little, house cleaning to little, do. Little, little unfinished We've already here. talked about it. I didn't watch the one that Brad assigned, or Ben assigned me last time. I still haven't watched it yet. What? But I did watch the one that Hold ben, on. Brad assigned me. Wait, you yet again you didn't watch Looper? I haven't had a chance. What? Are you? No. Okay, now I'm getting mad. Okay, no. Let, let me talk. Let no, 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 no. Let me talk. No. Let, it's no, my turn. No, I have the no, mic. I, no, you. I have the mic. You have lost your privileges because you watched an entirely different movie <laughs> he did. He actually did. And you know what? So here's Nate, the, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. Buddy. Here's the, Fuck you, Nate. You fucking did the same goddamn thing. You fucking piece of shit. I can't believe it. You. Okay. So here's the thing, listeners. So um, I I I did not have a chance to watch it. <laughs> I did not have a chance to watch it yet. And I told you last time that I watched about half of it, and I thought I'm not into this yet. And I know this is a good film. I'm gonna be into it. It's just my attitude, my my whatever was happening. I'm, I went through a divorce. I, I got a lot of stuff going on in my life right now, and so I did not feel like this was the time to watch it. 
I did not pick up the film because this last week was really busy for me. And so I didn't have a chance to do it. I want to give Looper the right time and the right respect and the right energy and the right attention when I watch it instead of just kind of doing what Ben does. He'll watch like 10 minutes of a film and then turn it off and then comes back 10 minutes later and then he watches it. It's just a terrible way to watch film. That's the way he does things. It is not the way that Nate Lauchs chooses to live his life. And so, uh, listeners, I, I, I'm letting you know. I'm letting you know. I will watch Looper, but I did watch another film, and I will talk about that now with my friends. Hi, guys. Welcome back. You, you son of a bitch. You're still not on. They're still not on. Oh, you son of a bitch. You, I don't know. I, if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to add Brad, Brad back because he seems more angry. He's he is angry, and you know what? Are you there you, yet, Brad? Rightfully so. You, you watched I, you watched a movie. Hold uh, on, I, let, let's just catch the listeners up here because you might be thinking to yourself, "Wow, no, ben, no, ben, guys, ben, guys, ben guys, and Brad were really nice to let Nate give a proper guys, guys, guys. Uh, no, I no. already counted him up. All right, we've already had this conversation. This and I are good. We're good. We're on the right page. Yeah, we're on no, the same page. Nate, shut off our mics. It's the first time he's ever pulled a power move like this. And frankly, hey, I respect it. When you produce the also that, but also, like I but, also, but also, fuck you. You can hear us in the background. There's no way that his mic didn't pick up my screaming. Sure. Sh- but, like, seriously. But but at the same yeah, time. the listeners talk to me about that. They're a little mad. You wait, need to be quiet. Wait, when? Wait, when? When? What? Right now. I've got a feed. Oh, oh my God. Uh, uh, you, watched a, you watched a whole stupid documentary about John Baptiste. And, and Baptiste, whatever, and and he's and not, yet, and he's and, not like John the Baptist. Yeah, he's a he's a prophet, right? No, he, he's not wearing like you know camel hair or anything. He's he's a he's a musician. Is camel hair, a common trait of prophets. I mean, John the Baptist wore camel hair. Okay, uh, here's the thing, Nate. Uh, I'm out of my depth right now, Brad. If you, I don't know. He failed his catechism. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite sure that John the Baptist wore camel hair. You know what, Brad? Take it from there, buddy. <laughs> Nate, here's the thing. Uh, I, I, I I understand you. you hey, hey Brad. I understand you hey, don't Brad. have <laughs> you, you have a busy schedule. Uh, hey, you got a, you got a hey, lot Brad. going on hey, and, and all that stuff. Hey Brad. This is the the worst recovery of a failed assignment we've had on the podcast ever. This we're going on over three weeks now because we had a break. I think it's actually been about five weeks. Yeah. It's it really has. So been. like I, I'll get to it. Guys, guys. No, no. Here's this, 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 I, this, the depression yeah, thing. I, I get it. Guys, I get it. Guys, uh, yes. Guys. But, yes. Guys. But, guys. But you have. Guys. You've had a couple good weeks, though. Guys. Guys. This is like. I've if, got a life. This is like if. Uh, I've got things to do. Yeah, like watching Looper. That's. I will like watch Looper when I'm in the right emotional That's not space. how assignments work. I will watch You Looper know how many fucking movies you have given us that aren't in the best uh, like, oh, I give you place for us for our emotional I give, space? I give you great films. All yeah. right. You you know First, how many movies you give on, me about Brad, dead Brad, fathers? Brad, hold on. Hold but Brad. because I, you I, have I, a dead father, I, wanna, I thought you would re- resonate with wanna, those. I want to step in here a little bit because uh, Nate and I both. You know, uh, went through a, 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 a little bit of a, a depressive. It was a hard year. Sure, but I didn't. I, I know, didn't. I know. I don't. I didn't. I didn't assign you the breakup no, after you after but, that happened. But hey, Brad, Nate hey, Brad, did. Hey Brad. Hey Brad. Nate. Nate assigned me like the weatherman. That's what I'm saying. He did that to me. Yes. We're not doing that to you. Looper is a great film. It's a fun film. Nobody okay, even you know gets what, a no, divorce in Looper. Okay, okay, but here's the thing. is, Would you rather me watch Looper and think, I'm just not into this, but I I told you this before, Ben, and actually, know. you know, off the podcast, you agreed with me. Well, I told up you, until listen, you get, listen, there's a, there's listen, a bit of a limit. Turn, there's a statute turn. of limitations. Yeah, there's a time limit, buddy. Uh, Freaking, I'm gonna, okay. Nate, I need you to admit then uh-huh. when we had that conversation about what you needed, I agreed, but it was all based on previously. 
previously you were not in a good headspace. You had admitted at the end of that conversation, and now I'm feeling better, and I can't wait to watch this film. Is Brad still off? Brad, I don't know if I'm going to put you back on. So, so I'm not even being as loud as Ben was. Ben is the one who's being worse. And the thing is, is you specifically told us you were going to watch Looper. So, like, it's not even something where, like, we're forcing you into it. I, you said you were going to. I will watch Looper because you guys won't shut up when I'm talking to the listeners of this podcast. They deserve our respect, all right? right. They are, they are, and, and what do they come here Mitch to listen to? is taking his time to what listen, they come to, listen to, this to this podcast. And they, you're right, Nate, you're right. They deserve our respect, and the respect comes from watching the assigned films. And I did. I watched a film called Saving Silverman. Didn't watch Looper, though. I did. You know what? I guess, you know what? To me, it, all that all that says is... I don't matter. So thanks, buddy. All right, here. I, I, no, I. Well, what, what I'll do. What I'll do. What I can't talk about my movies I saw this week because Brad already talked well, about no, TV shows. You know what? Also, and now you get to talk about your. Also, we can't talk about that because we've spent twenty minutes talking about this crap. I am the one. It was the same. that I have to level with our listeners, but it was the same. because they rely on me to be the rational one. Like you said, two things. No, but you because you guys same. keep on saying you're not listening. You're not uh, yeah. listening. That's the problem. I've no, been talking. Heard. No, I've been talking to your parents about this. You guys don't listen. You literally just met my mom for the first time. She two was weeks delightful ago. too. I really like her. You saw her for like five minutes. Yeah, but she's nice. <laughs> she's very nice. I uh, had I had lunch with uh, Seal Conowitz this week. That's cool. Yeah, I was there too, so it's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nate's on the dating scene. Now, so. <laughs> My mom is looking. <laughs> Tim's getting up there. Yeah, he's seventy now. Yeah. So how was anyway? How was Looper, Nate? How was Looper? It's fine. How was Saving Silverman? It wasn't great. Um, it's not a great film. Did you I, Did you laugh? Like very, very little. Um, Did you laugh at my favorite scene? My only, the only thing I remember about that. What is it? It's the nacho scene. Yes. No, but if you hold it together, yep. it's, one, it's nacho. one nacho. Yeah. It's one nacho. It's, it's, great, that's it's one great. of the best lines in the movie. I bet I would have laughed. It's probably the. I only. bet I would have laughed at this no, more in college. Some really funny lines. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. This is this is a no, very no, it's my turn to silly talk. movie. Um, it is not a good yeah, film. Actually, I will defend Nate here. It's his movie. You can't start defending it before he's actually talked about it. So. You it's know, true. there's been sometimes, a lot of preempting so, here. So, sometimes, sometimes my friend Brad gets mad at little like just things that don't work out in a film, that things like details that don't work out. And there's he a does detail. nitpick a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a nit that I want to pick in this film that, that bothers sure. me. Sure. So, the three main characters of this film are the great Steve Zahn, uh, Jack Black. And Jason Biggs, who is probably at this point big mania, right? I mean, he's American Pie. He's doing all these great films, and actually, Jason Biggs is one of my favorite parts about this. He's 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 just a delightful guy. I like Jason Biggs. The problem with this is they're supposed to be classmates, right? They're supposed to be friends from from high school, and there are they're very clearly in different generations. Um, I looked it up. Steve Zahn was born in 1967. He was 34 years old when this film was made. Jack Black was born in 1969. He was 32 years old, and he looks 32. Actually, he looks 35 in this. Jason Biggs was 23 when they made this film in 1978. Those three don't work. Why I, would you cast? I never questioned it though. Did you? Did you I question know because it? you don't like look at film so, with a critical eye like I do. However, you motherfucker. <laughs> that's it's very true. I've known this for a while. I didn't actually want to say anything, Brad. Um, in this specific movie, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy the whole film. I do think it works a bit. It does not work to that favor though because both Jack Black and Steve Zahn's characters are losers, and so like if, if they're. Eh, 
Okay, but they're even, even clearly if, even, even if old they're older than him, and, and and the movie says they're all supposed he to be classmates. He was mid thirties. Steve's on mid thirties making this film. I still feel like because they're both slackers, I bought into the whole like yeah. Oh, they're losers, and that's why they even if they look more mature, they're not more mature. And it, Jason it Bates has always felt like he's like a an kid. old soul in like a, a, kid. a kid's body. He's a kid. Yeah, but but he looked like a kid. He has a baby face. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the only one in there that had a baby face. He Steve still, Zahn had wrinkles. Jason Bates still has a baby J- face. Jason J- or Jack Black had wrinkles. They were old. Like they were old when they made the film. They were in their thirties, mid thirties. Just didn't didn't matter, bother me. Like well, yeah, when you were twenty and saw this film, I don't think doesn't you were bother me since. That. Yeah, I've I've rewatched Saving Silverman several times and doesn't doesn't bother me. What do you love about this film? I just love that it's just unapologetically. Silly. Uh, Steve Zahn is my favorite part. I I love seeing him in a role like this because he's just so ridiculous and goofy. Just especially when he's like yelling out of anger at Jack Black and in frustration. Uh, There's so many lines in here. Just the way he says them absolutely crack me up. It just so Scott Grimes could take uh, a lesson from Steve Zahn out and yelling. Oh, for sure. So this came out at the same time that like uh, or in a year difference than Orange County. Have you guys seen Orange County? Oh yeah, Colin yeah. Colin Hanks, Colin Hanks uh-huh. Jack Black, such a better film than this. Oh for sure, but like well, it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. They they're they're both the comedies. They're Orange County. No, Orange no, County. No. Orange County has like the, it's an indie vibe. They're silly. And, and Jack Black is silly and and Saving Silverman. Saving Silverman is like a, a dumb screwball comedy. Right, and Orange County is like a, like if A twenty four existed back then, it would have that would have been they would have tried to do that. Orange County feels like a Sundance movie. Saving Silverman. It's not a Sundance film. But if compared to Saving Silverman, I mean, compared, Yeah, because, I mean, any film compared to those. It, it does right? feel like a very independent film compared to, like, a studio, you know, shitty comedy like Saving Silverman. I just didn't find the last... Even, even, like, it was... Also, let's not forget that Clerks was a Sundance movie. A Clerks is a good film. Fine. Right. What, yeah, I know. what are you doing? I know, I'm just... I'm saying, like, Sundance isn't, like, reserved exclusively for, like... So you named the one movie... But that's Sundance, a straight up comedy uh, in Sundance like no, no, 30 a, years a, they came together as a Sundance movie yeah two okay cool they're most of them are most of them are like it's a frozen lake and my dad died and I feel bad see that's just the vibe that indie films generally yes and they're all project, terrible and then there not, are like five good ones oh a year but we're subjected to watch a hundred of them to get to like the cream of the crop just that's why I wait till the year's everything end everything you just said is the same thing about action movies yeah so we wait till the year's end and we pick the best five fucking idiot as I didn't find the characters very sympathetic like I, I didn't feel so amanda pete's the villain here i'm not right? sure i ever thought i would hear this about saving silverman um no but like there, there are comedies where you're like oh I, I like these characters together um orange county is one of them uh the lovable losers i forget who his friends are i don't know who those actors are but they're in the, the van and they want to go they want to go um surfing surfing all the time with him they're lovable losers and they're characters that i cared about even though they've got no future and stuff like this and you get why colin hanks loves them Steve Zahn and Jack Black don't they're not lovable really no they're just idiots and like yeah they're I, just idiots so it's like so so I don't always Jason care Biggs about is there yeah I'm just saying so, and they're they're idiots um Amanda Pete's awful you know she's not great of course um and so it's just I don't know I, I just didn't find the development of the film that great for me this is I know you love it but I just and I, from, I wanted to love but it but for I me really this is, it's just one of those movies where like uh, it's it's a comedy where I don't need to care about those things, sure. and so like it's it's like those those things don't bother me. Like there are certain kinds of comedies where like I take them like at face value, and like I like the the silly screwball elements about them, and I don't necessarily dig 
deeper, you know, than that as far as like, you know, character uh, motivation and like and all that kind of stuff. So like, says the I'm, guy that doesn't like Super Troopers. I yeah, or Rat Race. I don't like Rat Race. I don't dislike Super Troopers. I don't think it's as great as everyone thinks it is. Do you think that Super Troopers is not as funny as Saving Silverman? Super Troopers is better than Saving Silverman. We'd by far. We'd all agree. I think Super Troopers movie. is more by far. I think it's more clever than Saving Silverman, but I laugh more at Saving Silverman. That's insane to me. It is. That makes me question but your taste it's in It's mostly because I like Steve Zahn and Jack Black more than anybody sure, on the cast of Broken Sure, but the jokes Mystery. in Super Troopers are, are tremendously better. Than There's also just them. dumb stuff. Like, like It wasn't even silly. It was just dumb. Like... Um, uh, I, I think what, what I is. like about it is that Amanda Detmer, uh, she plays the uh, Sandy Perkis character, mm-hmm. um, the one that uh, Jason Biggs ends up falling in love with, and uh, or he's in love with her the whole time, I guess you could say, yeah. but he ends up getting together with her. But uh, or but um, wow, spoiler! Um, she's like, I joined the circus and I fell in love with a, you know, <laughs> like that's just such a dumb part. Yeah. And then my brother. Um, Wolf Boy or something. Uh, we thought we were gonna have to put him down for rabies. It's just that's a dumb line. It's just I such think, a dumb little like. I think mini for me, what I like, like about I it hated is that part. It's reminiscent of comedies in the '80s where they didn't try to adhere much to like screenplay rules or like like the tr- like the traditions of storytelling. It was kind of just like a free for all of like just random weird things. Like if you go back and you watch, okay, that's great. Wayne's world is a great example of that. That is, there, there's a ton of randomness but in Wayne, Wayne's world. But Wayne's world also still follows a very familiar screenplay structure. Yeah, but there's a lot of weirdness in it still though. But not, but a like, lot of side weirdness, but, you know? weir- but weirdness that like has inspiration elsewhere though. Like that's not the best comparison. Cause Wayne's world is like an anomaly in the comedy world. Like that's, that's one of the greatest comedies. Of all but time. all you're saying is like, Hey, I love it when they, uh, they say something that doesn't make sense. And pulls me out of the narrative of the universe they've built, but I'm expected to, I guess, go along with it because it's it's dumb fun. Yeah, but but yeah, it was but, but Seth MacFarlane is is a king of this. He does this really well in all all the things he makes, where he does these little side things that are really funny. This was not funny though. It was just wasn't good. Yeah, like, what, yeah. What, this is no, no, no. this is a, like what you're saying is like I respect parody because Airplane, you know. It does not exist. Again, we're in talking different. about one of the greatest movies of all time. Exactly, but no, these are these are parody movies. <laughs> but you told me this is when, one of the greatest. When, when films I never remotely when said that, that works. I it even works said well. I even specifically said I think this is not a good movie, but it's very funny. But you do love this. But you're video. over here defending it like it's like well, actually, because if you think about his brother being the wolf and they have to put him on rabies, I just love the fact that that went nowhere and did nothing for the film. No, and, I and yeah, I will say this: there are bad laugh. films in this yes, era. Yeah, I there love, are I love bad, stuff like that in this movie. Like like I love America. Pie. It is not a good film. I love it still. Um, you know, it, I think probably I don't know what it has in Rotten Tomatoes, but it's probably under thirty percent. This is this probably is, not great. Yeah, this is like fifteen or twenty percent. I forget what it yeah. is. Nineteen percent. Um, yeah, not yeah, a, not I mean, a good movie. Just 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 hilarious. So movie. I get it. I, I get loving movie. these just types a hilarious of films. one. Yeah. Whatever. I, I think it's very funny. But Orange County is a better film. It's yeah. a better comedy. Yeah, I would never never deny that. Okay, I just wanted to make go on record for that. Yeah. All right, Brad. So that's what I said. Brad, did you want to talk about your side movie or? Did you not? You talked about oh, so many I didn't. moves. Oh, I didn't. I forgot My about that. My word. I saw Hit and Run and it was fine. Cool. So <laughs> I uh, I watched uh, Avengement, which is a- That's uh, not a real movie. It's a, yeah, movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie that you made up to it's like- a movie on, It's a movie, movie on Netflix. This is a Predator movie you wrote when nope. you were in the shower one time. It's a movie time. on Netflix. I, 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 I searched Avengement? for- Avengement? Yep. 
I searched for the uh, most underrated uh, revenge movies, and this popped up, and I'm like, this can't be good. Is it a foreign film? It's British. It's not okay. necessarily. Hello. Foreign. Was there a lot of that? There Hello. Was a lot of that. It, it's like a Guy Ritchie. Oi, we're the Avengers, mate. <laughs> it's a it's a Guy Ritchie um, <laughs> knockoff with uh, with you know. Uh, the Skeet Ulrich to Johnny Depp, Jason Statham. Scott Adkins? Yep. Who is this oh, guy? Scott Adkins. Scott Adkins yeah. Yeah. Who is yep. this? He's a good actor, actually. Is he? What is he? As far, as far as action is concerned. No, other than Avengement. <laughs> he he can kick some I mean, that's the thing. I, I the action scenes are incredible. Like it's a it's a movie about uh, a, a brother that's in kind of like this kind of mafioso, la- um, you know, loan sharking business. This has an eighty five four percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It's so like how many reviews? The uh, two. 19. Oh, okay. But still, uh, there is enough good about this where you're going, all right, this guy, he's playing a character where he gets caught up with his brother and he's always been his brother's shadow. His brother does him uh, dirty. He gets sent to prison and he becomes a tough guy. Like he was like a boxer, but when he goes to prison, he gets sent to like the most horrific prison in Britain or whatever. And he spends a year there. His brother puts a bounty on his head for twenty grand to kill him. So every like he gets his he gets curb stomped. So he's got these veneers that are metal, and he just has to endure brutalization for like like fucking years. He finally breaks out of prison, and he confronts his brother in a pub, and he just starts telling stories about what he had to do to survive for like seven years while he waits for his brother to get there because eventually he's going to kill. And everybody, the, I think the saving grace of this movie is everyone in this film. That is part of his life before he breaks through the door. Thinks of this guy as like this little wuss. That like, oh, yeah, he's a boxer. He's kind of tough, but like, man, what what a sycophant! Like he was always trying to just, you know, hey, hey, brother, can I just? And when he comes back out, he's this hardened fucking killer who is in prison, murdered like three or four people, been stabbed multiple times, been just beaten. Every ounce of him is now just, I want to kill. And nobody recognizes them. So then when he comes in and locks the door at this pub and traps all these mafioso people in here, they're not taking him seriously. And so he he knows this and he starts like, he, spoiler alert, shoots a guy's head off with a shotgun and blood splatters everywhere. And it's this insane thing. It was fun to watch. Not a great movie, but fun to watch those scenes specifically. Okay. It was awesome. All right. Yeah. This director is interesting, Jesse V. Johnson. He does all these films with like, I I see here, uh, he did a film in 2022 um, that's on AMC Plus uh, called White Elephant with Michael Rooker, Bruce Willis, Olga Kurlinko, John. He works with John Malkovich a ton. Uh, So if you ever wonder where John Malkovich is, he's in Jesse Johnson films. But but he, he does these films with these kind of. Uh, formerly A-list guys, uh, like John Voight's in the next yeah, one, yeah, uh, and makes somewhat decent films with them somehow. The, you know? It was crazy because there was enough to like about it where I was engaged the whole time and I respected what, the, especially that, like I said, the fight scenes were incredible. But when he's sitting on the bar stool drinking a pint and telling these stories, I'm like, oh boy, this could use some work. But when the actual action scenes happened, it was fantastic. It's on Netflix. I think I got it on Netflix. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's like hour 30, you know. Yeah, it's starring no one I know. Yeah. Scott Atkins and no one else. That's it. There you go. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else did you watch? What were you saying? Uh, well, I watched, uh, well, before my assignment, I watched uh, Sympathy for the Devil. 
Oh, I was supposed to interview um, Nicolas Cage and Joel Kinnaman for this together, and then the the strike happened. Uh, so this is not a good movie. <laughs> uh, it is a, a very bad movie. Um, Has it fifty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes for seven? Everyone critics? that likes it, it's wrong. Oh boy! Okay. Um, but Cage. Well, yeah, how is how is Nick? How is Nick? Un- unhinged Cage is, of course, like it's it's watchable because of that, yeah. right? I love watching Unhinged Cage, but there's like I will spoil the entire film because I don't want you to watch this. Don't watch it. <laughs> um, watch a history of violence. That that is that what this is trying to be? Bo- yes, yes. This is this is a C or maybe D list knockoff of a history of violence when you know uh, Nicholas Cage holds hostage Joel Kinnaman's character when Joel Kinnaman is at the hospital to watch his uh, uh, son or daughter be born. And instead, Nicholas Cage is in the backseat, puts a gun to his head and says, drive. And then they go, and the entire movie is Nicholas Cage like, oh, you're going to act like you're somebody you're not, huh? And it finally gets to the point where like, yep, it's him. But the whole time, with the title Sympathy for the Devil, there were a few scenes in this movie early on where Nicholas Cage said something to him while he was driving that only the Joel's character was thinking. And so it made it sound like, or think like maybe he is the devil. Maybe he is actually able to hear his thought because there were a few things, but no, just a guy just guessing, (laughs) just guessing, right? Guessing. Like, I'm like, okay, well, that paid off nothing. <laughs> and then at the end- So was it disappointing? It ending? was terribly disappointing. I was, because honestly- if what, that's makes the, th- what makes you think he's not the devil? No, because he fucking- Because they say he's not the devil? Because the thing that makes me feel like he's not the devil is that he admits that he's just a guy that knows him from back in the day and was come to kill him. And he, they were supposed to drive to that guy's house to get murdered, ben. just like William Hurt's house ben. in fucking History of Violence. But instead, Josh Kimmigan's character or whatever stomps on his face and shoots him and ki- and actually kills him. Ben, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled. Oh, my Convincing God. people that he didn't exist. This so, is so dog shit. <laughs> this is so dog shit. It's not good. I don't know. It sounds like I was so disappointed because I was. It was this whole buildup. I'm like, something good's gonna happen. Nope. He just it table turn. I'm sorry for assigning that film for you. Had, <laughs> had you heard of Sympathy for the Devil before you decided to watch it? I watched the trailer. Uh, I think maybe we watched the trailer. Actually, the, I'm reading a lot of reviews Did of this we? right now, and people. No, we didn't review this, but uh, there's a lot of people praising Nicolas Cage's performances here. And again, I said that's the same. That's why I wasn't mad at the whole film. When you're watching it and you think there's a buildup, like he, he is unhinged. He's unhinged in, in yeah, the best way. People say he's really good. He's this. doing the whole wow, like fucking crazy Cage shit, which I signed up for. What I didn't yeah, sign up for, for yeah. is is when you know. Uh, nothing matters, and it's just oh, you were who I said you were the whole time, and I'm just gonna kill you. Okay, cool, and nothing happens. Yeah. So it's, the right, the the plot of the film is just not good. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. I'm uh, gonna watch it. You should, <laughs> and I hope you love it, so that you can tell me why I'm wrong. Like oh, cool. I because I sat down, and within the first 15 minutes in my head, I go oh, he is the guy that Nicolas Cage thinks he is this is history of violence was this was and this i was hoping in the, the whole time that uh, maybe i think he got like a limited release but it was i think it was primarily vod i was like they can't just do that again there has to be some twist and yet no twist well it's not as if history of violence was the first movie to ever do that but it's so paint by numbers though like it's so simple so like, i because again i brad i think we, you can admit i'm, I'm not the most astute mo- movie viewer 
Hey, stop, stop it. Stop so, it. Sometimes I watch films and then You're like fine. When, when the twist happens, like, oh, shit. But if even I'm able to tell within the first no, 50 you've minutes, seen, you've seen enough movies where, like, you're I think especially you're, this kind of film, yeah, you have seen. I a think lot you're pretty good about that. It I would say, I would say, when it comes to like art house movies and stuff like that, you don't maybe always like you know pick up everything they're putting down because like I wouldn't you, say you have a hard time connecting emotionally with those kinds. You're of You're an astute but. musical film watcher. <laughs> um, well, you're trying to make me win some yeah. but no, you're not really astute when it comes to comedy. Oh fuck you! <laughs> yeah, Saving Silverman, the mwah, just uh, Palm the Or or whatever. <laughs> Uh, First of all, Sylvie Silverman would never ever be out for the Palm Dior. Oh well, <laughs> Clerk, I don't know. Clerks was, and it was a comedy. So no, Clerks with the Sundance. That's not where the Palm Dior is from. Palm Dior is from Cannes. So no, you're yeah, from Cannes. 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 Anyway, uh, uh, similar though, go fuck yourself. Can, can I can I have a time out here? Because I, I want an industry question that maybe you know. Um, you you said this is released on BOD. Yeah. Um, According to the Wikipedia, I'm sure it made maybe slightly more than this, but it made a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Sure, this film was produced partially by Nicolas Cage. I'm sure it had a budget of what five million dollars or something to make this film. Oh yeah, it, this is almost like lock. They're in the car eighty percent of the time. Okay, so how, how do if you're releasing on VOD, how do you recoup this money? Well, I mean, like, like, because I've noticed there's a lot. I, I watch like movie releases and stuff like this, and there's a lot of films that just get a VOD release. And I'm not talking like, like Netflix or anything. I'm talking like just VOD rentals, yeah. and they can't be making that money back at all. No, I mean, and so some of it is like, you'll you won't make your entire budget back on VOD alone, but you, what you might make it back for is like licensing rights for when it's on cable. Uh, when it's on network TV, you know when it's the long game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, if it's if it's uh, available on a plane or something like that. Every time, anytime a movie is available anywhere, there's like a separate licensing fee yeah. for that. And this might be on Netflix next year. It might be on yeah, Netflix exactly. in six months, right? And so, but yeah, so like, and sometimes, a, a lot of times, if you see a movie and it's getting a, a VOD only release, that's either because the company that made it doesn't have enough money to give it a proper distribution or they couldn't find a big distributor to actually give it a full release. Which is harder and harder now, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. That's right. I, I was just thinking like a film like this that has two major stars in it that are going to require some money to get in the film. Obviously, Nicholas yeah, Cage and, did and produce And besides well. those two, there aren't really... There's yeah, I, I, really the cast it. doesn't look big at all, so they saved some money there, but like how, how are you, it's going to be at least a couple million dollars to make this film... How are you going to on BOD get that money back? And this isn't the only film. I see these all the time where films are just released on BOD. They're not Apple TV I, I, didn't buy them, but I also Hulu think, didn't buy them. You I know. also feel like you, we are maybe underestimating the number of people maybe like me that see Josh and Nick are so you, you did pay to rent this. Oh, thing. I rented it. Yeah, and and yeah. the number of people that see like the new Nicholas Cage film yeah, and they remember that. Yeah, sure. I mean, it might be in the one million to two million dollar range of that. You know, the the few, first few weeks that it's out, and it's and by the way. Apple's really good about that. Here's the top 100 now. They, they've changed it where your store and your purchases are different. Yeah. They, used to, they just changed it. Like about You said you're, you've been buying things that you didn't know. They they now have a top one. I'm scrolling. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, number 49, uh, the Marvels. And I tried. To, I, I clicked it because I was like, oh, I didn't know I could. And I couldn't. It it's, a, it's, a good, yet, yeah. it's a I guess a, a good point there, too, Brad, to say that uh, just because they don't recoup it right away doesn't mean in distribution throughout the history of this film's you know yeah, uh, exactly. life it, they're not going to. and and the the studio uh, will obviously if it's let's say this is a three million dollar budget and in its life cycle it will it will generate two point nine it will almost break even but it will lose one hundred thousand dollars that is enough for the studio every single time to take that risk because every time they do that 
here's okay. Well, the next Nicolas Cage movie that cost three million made eighty. So they're going to still bank on some bankable stars to do that. Hey, Benny. Yeah. Were you assigned a movie or no? I did, but I've, I've seen some other things too. So I'm oh, going to talk okay. about those because fuck Brad. <laughs> Even though he talked about TV, now we're going to go two hours long. Sorry. We just want to talk about trailers. Uh, I watched uh, Pop Star. Great. I don't really care about the trailers. This week. <laughs> I watched uh, Pop Star, Never Stop Stopping. I've seen You've it. seen this so many uh, times. Never, Why are we never talking? Stop, never Stopping. Is it never stop, never stopping? It is. Why are um, we talking about this again? You've seen this so many times. Well, the the podcast is about movies we've seen. But I thought it was supposed to be movies we haven't. Like, seen. no, but like you can bring up movies you've seen if you want to talk about them, about how great they are. Uh, okay. and, I, and if I know Ben, he's going to want to talk about. I am okay with talking about how great is. this film is. All so. I'm saying yeah. is, I this is a movie I watched. It is so good. It's great. Still great. Still holds up. But we've we've. What is your favorite part of this? Wait, we've definitely talked about movies we've already seen that we just ended up watching. Again. Yeah, I think we did last about? week actually. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Why are you constantly shooting? I'm still a little mad about what happened earlier, but um, yeah, join the club, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel like kind of we're on a loop. Oh, hey, is there? Hey, a- that's a reference you would get if you saw yeah. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I fucking wish that that was like a big part of the movie. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm Bruce Willis. We're on a loop. Ah. <laughs> so, is uh, as you watch this film and you've seen it so many times, is there a new part that you different like? things always? Yeah, is there always is there a new part that you like about oh, it more? Than, I've okay. seen this movie eleven or twelve times yeah. now, honestly. And this is pro- so. Let's say that this is my twelfth viewing, and for the first time ever, I spent more time like paying attention to the catchphrase verse. Yeah, dinky nuts, squirrel jam. Like I just, <laughs> I really started. DJ Tanner, who's so good. Also, uh, uh, what is it? Hunter the Hungry. Uh huh. So when he, when he confronts Connor, and or sorry, when uh, uh, when Connor is confused about who maybe did this as a prank when his dick didn't show up, yeah. and maybe it was me. Nah, it wasn't. But then later what on, was? but then later on in the movie where he goes, it was me. I laughed like I watched it uh, with uh, Ashley, and and we were sitting there, and I she's like, pause, pause it. And I paused it, and she goes, "Why are you?" Because I was cackling when he goes, "It was me," and I went, <laughs> and she's like, "Pause it. Why is that funny?" I go, "Because it's like the fifteenth time I've seen this film, and like that's yeah. the first. You know, you do connect with these, you know, different yeah. moments in the film. I mean, and again, like Brad, I told you, I just saw Pop Star again, and you go, uh, "Can we get the wolves to be more quiet?" Because that's a very yeah no. no. But they don't say no, they're wolves. And he just says, No. We all know Also, the the uh when they cut the black and do the bees oh, flame floor scene. It, it's such a and I, I did pause it and I was like, I was you know, she doesn't give a shit, but I was like, uh, so this is brilliant writing and here's why. Cause like I it's on another level yeah. of like we don't have the money for this scene, mm-hmm. but this is a fun way to do it where we can still do it and also Man, I mean, those kind of things in this movie are incredible. So a cool thing they did, uh, there was an exclusive uh, steelbook release of Popstar that I think Shout Factory did. Shout Factory, they do like limited edition runs of certain movies like on, on Steelbook. And sometimes they have packages that come with like an exclusive poster that's only like available with so many copies of the movie. Uh, and I got Popstar because it came with a poster depicting that scene. 
from the movie with like the, with the bees and everything. It's so Which, good. Of course, does not <laughs> yeah, exist exactly. in the movie. Yeah, that's fantastic. No, again, holds up. If for some reason you're hearing my voice right now and you've never seen Popstar, never stop, never stopping. You, you just you, uh, shut the podcast off. Go 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 watch it right now. Pull your car over and download it and phenomenal watch phenomenal it. comedy. It's it's fantastic. Um, and then I watched Horrible Bosses. Ah, which I haven't seen in a while, and uh, it still is very funny. Very funny. Um, it's funny to me because Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell uh, and Jennifer Aniston, uh, Kevin Spacey, even. Um, I love it because the main three guys, right? Those are the stars of the film, mm-hmm. and you've got these significant at the time A-list actors and actresses yeah. playing these bosses, and I think that that's probably why it was so successful. If you had these unknown actors playing those parts, I don't like that. Was I've seen this film four or five times. That's probably I keep leaning into. Like that's why this movie works. Colin Farrell is so good. Oh my god, he's yeah. Kevin Spacey's a dick, and you kind of get it, right? Right. Jennifer Aniston is kind of trying to be, uh, you know, uh, sexual harassment. I get it. But in this movie, Colin Farrell is the reason why I'm like they should all die. Like he's so bad. <laughs> I fucking love him as the villain. He's a perfect it's one of the more perfect villains i've seen yeah like you we're gonna cut the, we're gonna trim the fat around here you know i want you to fire the fat people <laughs> and the way he says it right or like he wants to fire the guy in the wheelchair he's rolling around he can't even he's lazy like what he's so terrible i love it so much it was great it's great my uh one of my favorite um underrated lines is uh jason bateman's delivery when they're uh they get arrested uh and he's like you were drag racing in a prius I don't win a lot. I don't win a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, and then I watched about Smith, and it was sad. So sad, sad, or no? I mean, it's not sad, sad. It's not sad, sad. It's it's pretty fucking sad. It is sad, but it's not sad, sad. sad. It's just like both of you assholes were like, yeah, but don't worry. At the end, first of all, I didn't say you did. I didn't. I think you did. I you did. Go go back in the day. You go. Don't worry something about like it's redeeming or like there's some like it, it's worth it in the end it's something about like i don't know it's not it, it's you it's, didn't like this one no i mean i get it right i i, I like the uh, it's a character study which yeah Nicholson I like is great he's so good at he this. is he is i will not i will never i will never argue about a film like this being good Th- this movie is good i get it right it's, it's also insanely sad and why do you want to watch things like this this is i well you oh, know this, this is a guy that, I watch uh, sad well films. um uh so uh, my my work life, the thing I built my entire life, uh, is trash. Uh, the relationship I thought I had with my wife and my best friend, well, mm-hmm. it turns out he was writing her love letters thirty years ago because they were fucking. Okay, so that's out. Yep. My my yep. my daughter does yep. not respect me yep. and is with a trash human being, Dylan McDermott. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. Make- and then and then the redeeming quality is I get to go hang out with this trash family and be uncomfortable the whole time. But then don't worry, I kind of get it at the end. Yep. He kind of gets it, kind, yeah. but no, he doesn't. It's not a revelation. He's no, not. He, he, he changed his life. He just life doesn't gets always it. happen. Like in like revelations, we just sometimes start making the right changes. Why? In life. Why does anybody want to watch this kind of film? So uh, I just want to go back and confirm. I I did not give you any leading whatsoever that this was going to be an uplifting movie what did you say uh i, I said that one has a sexy scene too you'll no. know it when you see it no, no I'm dude, dude, by the way did you like the sexy scene no i knew about it 
Yeah, I knew oh. Kathy Bates got naked. No, no, I, I literally that's it because you said more though. No, you I said, didn't. I, did, I swear to God, those are the only two things I said about about Schmidt because Nate is the one who like went on a whole list of like what it is and who's in it and everything. The only thing that I said was a joke about the sexy scene. I didn't say anything else I, about I, Schmidt. I remember feeling that this this character that is. I don't want to say morally depraved, but certainly down on his luck and not not a great person either. I mean, some of these things were like you get why his life is in shambles. Um, I felt like at the end he was starting to see a little bit of maybe a little bit of sunshine, a little bit, little bit of like light, a little bit or a little bit of clarity. Clarity is maybe the word. And that's the thing. Like again, I understand that this is a movie that like the character is not resolved at the end. Though. No, that's but, for but, sure. But it shouldn't in this movie like if the character literally was like you know what i'm gonna go fuck kathy bates and start my life over it would have been weird for the whole narrative the driven narrative of the entire film is that he's he is this person and i never wanted to get away from that because i did enjoy his performance and it would have been awkward and stilted if they just jumped into something different. just like summed it up at the end real however it doesn't mean that it was like at all redeeming or lifting. like it was just it ended man are you worried about becoming schmidt Man, <laughs> is there, I don't know. I don't know why. Like I'm, uh, like you, you, the do you weather, feel like this is me giving you a dead dad movie a, for Brad? A, a wake up call. The, the weatherman and about you're like, hey, this is your life now, Ben. I want you to watch movies. And it's hey, by the way, never gonna get better. But also, towards the end of your life, you'll be like, hey, hey, Ben. It's not as bad as I thought. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. We're not even recording tonight, actually. This whole this podcast is has been to get to this point. <laughs> We're worried about you, all right? No, I'm worried about you because you give me these movies that are so just depressing. And then you don't even watch the movie you're supposed to watch. Is about Luke, Schmidt is, Luke, is, is not... I know, I, it's, it's a good sad. movie, but it's not, it's not uplifting. It's not... Why does film have to be uplifting? I want to... I don't know. I, I, th- just, I th- Maybe just Ben is just hoping for you to give him a, a little bit of hope. Anything, just something I could. <laughs> I actually give you musicals. Enjoy. Musicals are hopeful, and you don't like them. I'm not sure that Fiddler is the most uplifting thing. <laughs> I've ever. That is an exception. <laughs> I just and I, I said that kind of trepidation, like maybe I'm missing something. No, 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 that, that, no, 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 that one sure is that Fiddler is. That's, that's, but then again, that's, I don't, I don't know musical theater. It's hey, a little holocaust but like maybe hey. there's something I'm missing. You know what, Nate? Liam Mays is coming back to theaters. Why don't you sign that? I'm not giving him Liam I specifically have not given him. Liam Ship though, that which is good. coming. That's maybe like ten percent. I know. Of the movie. Say, <laughs> that's all I know. About very it. small portion. I don't know. People um, on ships are happy, but uh, <laughs> no, they're not. Ben, have you- there is not a single fucking happy person in Les Mis. No, literally. <laughs> I mean, it's literally. Called, I mean, my assumption is the, the miserable. The, the translation is the miserables, yeah. right? I mean, I don't speak French, but like that's. Uh, but uh, kind of the thing. speaking of Les Mis, it is coming back to the theaters. That's what uh, I just said. Twenty years. I didn't hear that, but. Um, <laughs> Hey Ben, your next movie I'm assigning you, uh, the fucking depressants. Oh, don't worry, it's not what you think. They're all depressed. I'm giving you non-depressing films. Name the last one. I don't know what I'm giving you. <laughs> last films. I know I have. They can't even keep track of his own assignment. Yeah, yeah. You yours. know what? That's a that's a fair question. Or sorry, that's an unfair question that I should not have asked you. Oh, what was sorry. the one that I gave you? Uh, the Schindler's List. It was again. <laughs> I I loved it. It was historically accurate. And I enjoyed it, but like. Again, buddy. Oh, with uh, Ben, what's his nuts? Uh, I gave you that film. And you, it was a good film. What about him and his daughter? Ben, what's his nuts? Leave no trace. <laughs> That's the happiest. That's movie. the happiest <laughs> movie. <laughs> That's you know movie. what? Again, 
pretty. I, I, I think I, I imagine the daughter went on to have a good life. I will tell Jeez, you right you've now. You've been some laughs. Nate. I will tell you the universe that they built was very believable. Also, very sad. I'm just giving you a picture what of I my did, soul. What I, did, <laughs> I want you to be better. Nate, can I talk to you real quick? <laughs> so just real quick. I love you to death. Do you ever need to talk? Like, <laughs> talk? I pay a therapist a lot of money to talk. I know, but I don't think they are doing a good job. <laughs> so we should talk about it. Hey, Brad, I do, sorry about that. I do, wonder, I do wonder if in our text thread, what you misconstrued was me saying, don't worry, Ben, I'll lift you up. And maybe you thought it said, it'll lift you oh, up. Oh, I yeah. actually did kind of just glance at that. Yeah. So I think that- I was saying, I'll lift you up with like the movie sorry. that I give you. I'm not joking. I th- literally- th- thought that yeah. I was like I'll, it'll lift you I'm like okay well, at least at the end no 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 and then I was waiting for that and then it didn't happen I was like what the fuck <laughs> the is Brad fuck talking about guys. like <laughs> also I thought maybe the bar is so low for you guys <laughs> where like you watch these depressing movies and like the last part of it is their depression goes from zero to point oh one well, that's all like, we can hope well, for yeah that's it <laughs> right pretty I uplifting. gave you I gave you little women sure that's not sad it's half it's sad. It's half sad. It's a dramedy. More drama than Edie. Yeah, like at least a character dies in it. Oh, boy. Oh, Chris Cooper's so sad when he can't go in. He, like, he's stuck at the fence and he can't go in. That's and the part sh- that you're like, bringing up in your mind that you remember. Oh, Chris oh, Cooper's oh, so, so sad. sad. Oh, he is. He's so like, I just, I just can't go back into the house. Again, the comedy I gave Ben was the part where Chris Cooper was so sad that he couldn't He was really that. sad in that. that. That made me cry. All right, you know what? Now I know what to give you next time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find the sad. Don't you movie. like to cry in I, films? Like, no. don't you like it when films no, make I, you feel things? I cry in my real life all the time. <laughs> I'm so sad all the time. <laughs> Everything's horrible. The world's on fire. When I watch movies, I want to feel like Eddie the Eagle. I want to feel that way. Like, Eddie the Eagle's great. Actually, really uplifting. Is. Baby Driver. Have you seen or, Baby Driver? That's yes. Fun. Or uh, something like Revenge, where like. If it's that bad, something happens to those bad people. The Revengers. I like that. The, uh, you would watch the are Revengers. About, are you talking about Revenge, the movie Revenge? <laughs> or are you talking about Revenge as no, a No, he's just saying like as a, as a as trope. A, as, as a genre. A, like a as, thing. As Al- oh, okay. Alex Trebek would say, as a genre. Oh, because there is a good movie called Revenge. You'd probably like it. I've seen it. You have? I'm, yeah. There's not a film that called Revenge that he has not seen. Let's make sure we're talking about the same movie. It's the one with uh, Olivia Wilde? No. That's a different movie. Which one's that called? This is a. This is a. I think it's a Spanish film. Oh. Uh, and it's about a uh, a girl who um, almost gets killed, but then she she ends up surviving, and she try tries to uh, kill the like the men who tried to kill her. What is the one that I'm thinking of with Olivia Wilde that was um, a revenge film? Uh, I'm not sure actually. I don't know, yeah. but I've decided the next film I'm going to give you is Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I've that seen that sad. film. I've seen that, that, is that not film. Sad. It's just. It boring. actually is kind of sad, and <laughs> it's, it's very boring. It is a very dry <laughs> it's spy so thriller. Boring. It's I, there's no re- like I love Gary Oldman, but in that movie I'm like, what are we doing here? I don't care. I don't care. And, and it has been two hours and fifteen minutes, and, and I don't know what we're doing in, here. In my soul, I was like, <laughs> I have to like this. I went to the theater. There are so many good people in this, <laughs> and it seems like it's really well written. I, and just I went don't to the care. theater to see it, and I'm like, that is two and a half hours. I cannot. Get oh, back I was so life. bored. It's a it is a slow burn. I I would never say it's bad by any means, though. Like, yeah, well, yeah, that's the critic <laughs> in you. You also love Saving Silverman, so I don't know what to think anymore. Uh, are you thinking of a vigilante? I am. Okay, that's what the movie is. Then. Yep. Uh, right on. So uh, I will actually talk about Hit and Run because. Oh, Oh, because um, you ben. hate Dax Shepard. I don't. I, I I don't hate Dax Shepard. I don't really get him though. I don't. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't get 
get why people like him. No, I do. I get why people like him because ev- everyone says he's one of the nicest guys in show business. He he's a very good guy, from what I understand. Like, there's not a mean bone in his body. Kind of like I understand why he's appealing to people. I just never thought he's very funny, and I don't really like him in movies very is much. It, is it because you've got a thing with kind of sports bros, and he's a little bit of like a, a little it's, bit of a, a bro? It's not even that. It's just it's I don't. I've never really liked anything about his delivery. He's never really made me laugh. Uh, like he, I, I don't know what it is. Like so I don't know necessarily that Dax Shepard has had a vehicle in which I can point say, to has he ever say, had like, a great film? This is the thing that he, like, where, and I don't mean, I mean this, I don't mean any disrespect because, again, I know he's a good person. Yeah. Where did he come from? Like, what was the thing? like, oh, now he's a movie star. I think what that, are we doing? I think his, yeah, I mean, his, his, quote unquote breakthrough thing. Hit and run. Well, no, he was, he was I'm on kidding. punk. He was on punked. Okay. Uh, N- there's a film that I love that he starred in. Was it Without a Paddle? Yes. Ugh. Freaking love Without a Paddle. Um, it's hilarious. So yeah, he's he's had a lot of roles in comedies like Don't Without a Paddle. Don't ever judge freaking Without a Paddle when you gave me Saving Uh Chips. Without a Paddle is trash compared to Saving Wait, Paddle. Oh, Without a Paddle is freaking hilarious. Ch- chips is them like putting... Like the, Trying to give Dak Shepard his own 20 Exactly, but yeah. it didn't work. No, the film I think that he got most famous for was Idiocracy, wasn't it? Yes, that's a good point. That's fair. Yeah, because yeah. he's a fucking idiot in that movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is though. It's, no, it's, I, yeah, 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 everyone is. But, um, but you said it in the way like because I know because <laughs> I don't like him. He's a fucking idiot. Like, oh, he's a fucking idiot. In that movie. That's <laughs> yeah, why. I know that. Like, but no, so I want to, I'm trying to give you a chance here, buddy. So I, so yeah, so I, um, I, I watched Hit and Run because that's what you assigned, Ben. You, you gave it to me because uh, I like that movie. Yeah, and I wasn't excited about watching it, but I, I gave, I wanted to give it a fair shake. Forty eight percent Rotten Tomatoes, not unlike Saving Silverman at nineteen. Right. Uh, and on, it's it's honestly not bad, but I do, uh, I. I do think that there's better than chips. There is a a much better movie here because I I wish that they had for all the the, the favors that Dak Shepard called in to get his friends in this movie and to get this movie made. Uh, I don't think he called enough of the funny ones to make the script like really pop because there there are there are like three or four really great jokes in this movie. Like there was a couple a, a few hilarious scenes. Where I was like, oh, that's really funny, but it's the the core of the movie. And I respect what he's trying to do here because it's it's a clever concept, and I wish that it was executed a little bit more, um, just well. Yeah, well just yeah, just well, because like the idea is the the premise is that Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell are a couple. Uh, they live in this small town. Uh, all of a sudden, Kristen Bell, her job is in danger, um, and she thinks she's going to get fired, but she actually ends up getting a new job, but she has to go to L.A. to get it. Uh, and so Dak Shepard is willing to move with her, even though he's not necessarily psyched about it, because uh, he has some kind of history in L.A. And you don't really know what it is. You slowly find it out in like the first 30 minutes of the movie, and it's that he was in witness protection. Uh, he turned in his friends after they got uh, fingered for a, a bank robbery that went wrong and somebody got killed. And so he uh, testified against them, and he's been under a different name ever since. And Kristen Bell doesn't know any of this. So when she finds all this out, it's kind of like a big thing. She doesn't trust him anymore. And there's a lot of great relationship dynamics between the two as characters. It just never felt like it was really, like, honed well enough in the script to, like, actually fill out the time that it it takes up. And on top of that, even though Dak Shepard... Uh, so Dak Shepard is a very passionate person when it comes to cars and stuff like that. He actually used a lot of his own cars in this movie to make it. He ha- he has an extensive car collection. The main black Lincoln in this movie is his, and uh, and he because this was an independent production that only cost like two million dollars. He and almost everyone else did a lot of their own stunt driving. Because of that, the stunt driving sequences themselves aren't particularly 
exciting there's or suspenseful. To write home about, yeah. yeah, like there's like there's a sequence where like it's supposed to be like this big chase and it ends in a big airfield where there's like no real danger of like running into anything or like anything like that. And it's well, supposed there, to be- uh, Brad, I don't know if you know this, but he used his own cars <laughs> for the film. So it, w- I, I, I know you don't really know a lot about movies, but when it's a low budget and you have to use your own cars, mm-hmm. you don't really want to subject them to oh. things like a Bourne movie where they have to go downstairs right. or you need like 19 Lincoln Continentals. It does hold back a movie though that's, that's called Hit and Run and supposed to yeah, be- Yeah, the movie's called Hit and Run. <laughs> uh, it's not called Open Air and Not. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I did like- like what he was shooting for here and i wish that like he would have had the money to pull it off a little bit better that he had a little bit sharper of a script um but i, I didn't dislike it and there's there are some really funny bits in it the the, well, the best one that because it comes out of nowhere too is they're they're pulling into like a motel to like rest after driving part of the way to los angeles and they walk into the wrong room and it's just like a four-person old people orgy and they're just, just like sitting there naked and they're like oh my god what the fuck was that? And then later, when Bradley Cooper is coming after them, because he's the villain in the movie, uh, they walk into the same room by accident because they think that he's in there, and so it, it happens again. Uh, Bradley Cooper is particularly good in this movie, though, because he plays uh, just this asshole crime guy who's got dreadlocks, and he, uh, he has a great moment where um, he... He's, he's he gives like a, a speech to this guy who's in the grocery line with him it's this big black guy and he's like listen man he's like i, I don't know, know uh if you want to buy that food for your dog he's like because it's like she's made of a lot of chemicals it's not really good for him and like the guy gets pissed at him and gets in his face and he's like and he's like okay you know i'm sorry i'm sorry i, I just i just i just care you know about the dog and so it goes out and then all of a sudden like he hooks the guy with a leash and like drags him and like is like slamming dog food in his mouth and everything and the it, it's such this was like there was like this was the bit of cleverness that i wish they would have been able to to like fit into like the the movie movie elsewhere um because so much of it felt like it was like Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell acting out like a lot of real relationship squabbles which probably because they were in a relationship when they did this yeah well and, and and I read that actually part of it the movie itself was kind of inspired by the dynamic that they had when he was still dealing with his addiction struggles sure. and how she didn't trust him because of that and like that's kind of what and he injected so in this movie what works in the yeah. movie right it feels authentic but the the, the script itself, the rest of it yeah it's hard but so so Bradley Cooper he's talking to him and he's and he's because he threatens a guy with a gun to like to eat more dog food or else he's gonna shoot him and like he says no and he's like, this is what I'm talking about, man. He's like, I just threatened to kill you unless you eat some more of this dog food and you won't even eat it, but you're going to give that to your dog. How fucking profound is that? <laughs> <laughs> and so like, he's crazy, but like, that's hilarious too. But there's, we've talked about this a, a thousand times over. The the best part about a lot of films is the villain. Yeah. And so if you can, and honestly, Bradley Cooper's villain right there is not wrong no yeah you know and so that when when the villain is not wrong necessarily you kind of do side with them and you believe a little bit more and it makes a more effective film so even though this film is insane and stupid in that moment that's a real moment where you're like well i mean he's not wrong yeah it's just a dick yeah. But yeah it's uh it was it was fine I, I i i do i wish it was a little bit better interesting about this is uh, uh roger ebert gave this a three out of five or sorry a 3.5 out of four stars uh, Richard uh, Robert gave the film an F. It is a film that either people like or they do not. Yeah. Uh, and so why are you in the middle of the road about it, Brad? Do you love it or hate it? I love it. No, you, you like it. it. I, I, what I was getting Again, is, what you I like just the said, film. Like, no, 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 Nate. Um, people either love it or hate it, and, and Ray goes, "It was fine." I so, think it was better than so fine, right? Fifty percent. It was fine. Yeah. See. Okay. 
bread is a. You said to call. Goes, oh, it's either people either love it or hate it. Like, it. like, like in the it reviews, it seems it is literally the uh, audience score is forty eight, and the critic score is like forty eight. Like yep. it is. Yeah. Like, it, it is fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, you no. said to call. What it that means is one people either love it or they hate it. Yeah, and you're like, no, there was a lot of good and bad about the film. Do you love it or hate it? Neither. So he, you uh, said calling your friends. He did, right? I mean, there's a lot of no. He literally uh, everybody like, in this movie is like either a friend of his or a friend of Kristen Bell's. Yeah, Sean Hayes, Jason Bateman, Bo Bridges, Ryan Hansen, David Koechner, uh, Bradley Cooper. Who is Sean Hayes in this movie? He's Sandy Osterman. It's a who's why. Is there a scene that I missed? He has a pretty good joke, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's right. Uh, but no, it literally is just just Dak Shepard like bringing in sure. him and Kristen. Well, and, friends. And, and my assumption is this is his his shot, right? He's like, I'm gonna I'm going to have the opportunity to make a feature film, and I need my friends to help me. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. We made this just a big long discussion one, and a lot <laughs> of it is because Nate went on his you know big diatribe and uh, cut our mics. Yeah. I will cut you so quickly again. I know. And it's uh, it's just one of those episodes where you know we we honestly weren't super jazzed about the trailers we we're going to talk about anyway, and we would have talked about that, but now we won't. Now we won't. Now and one of them was going to be a TV series, and Ben got really kind of pissy about it. So it did. It's fair. Ben gets pissy about a lot of things these days, though. Like you don't watch a movie, he 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 assigns you, and all of a sudden he's mad. Uh, well, that's right. Well, right. I'm, 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 yeah, Brent, you're, you're Nate, talking to the wrong person really, about really, this. Really, really <laughs> barking up the wrong tree there. Also, I, I was fuck. I watched the first stupid uh, James Franco Planet of the Apes movie. Oh yeah, Rise of the Planet of the yeah. Apes. Oh, that's good. It, I like that. It, I liked that. Let's go. It was fine. Yeah. No, I like it. The first one's fine. They get infinitely better, and I'm very excited. Yeah, to hear. I, I, it is a series I did that finally actually gets recommit to doing this. Brad's been talking about this for a while. That they're better. I than I just I recently thought. rewatched them as well. So I'm going to do this. I'm committing this week. I'm going to watch both of the next ones. I'm very excited to hear what you think of Dawn of the And I'm taking them seriously. I don't want. I'm not going to have that chip on my shoulder. I really am going to. I am excited them. to see this new. To, to like give them that lens that they need to have. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, that's good. Is there anything coming out this weekend that I need to see? The this Beekeeper. No, the beekeepers are already out. Yeah, it's already out. It's we got sh- decent reviews. We it came out this it. past weekend. I actually don't really remember what's coming out this week. But yeah, uh, well, that's fun. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this extended episode of Go Flex Yourself, Nate. I love you, buddy. I don't feel like you do sometimes. Well, when you got my mic, I get really upset. Brad, I'll do it again. I love you, buddy. Yeah, I love I love you all, especially uh, when we're bye everybody bye. Nah, cheating, eh?